Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let me set the stage. Let me make it short and brief, but very efficient. I was losing in my fantasy football game to Will Murray. I was losing to a fucking loser by, I think, 16 or 17 points. To be honest, to be totally fucking honest, I gave up. I thought there's no way. I was going to come back and win. He had Emmanuel Sanders. I had Kareem Hunt. And I have the Kansas City Chiefs kicker. But I thought there's no fucking way I would do it. Lo and behold, Rappaport's Delight, a.k.a. A History of Violence. A.k.a. There Will Be Blood. Came back. Deep, deep. Deep, late in the fucking fourth quarter. I wish I was in New York. I'm in L.A. I wish I was in New York because I know that fuck Will Murray from the Stern Show has been up all night. And that motherfucker has to wake up at the crack of fucking dawn. The crack of fucking dawn. To show up at work on the Stern Show. You're going to be waking up at the crack of dawn, you fuck you. You're going to be showing up to work with your fucking head down. Because lo and behold, late in the fourth quarter, my team, Rappaport's Delight, went up with beautiful Kareem Hunt, stuffing it right through the fucking end zone. Real late in the fourth quarter. Rappaport's Delight, a.k.a. A history of violence has come back and won for the last three weeks. Three weeks ago, I beat that dog, that filthy fucking elephant, Jason Kaplan. Last week, I beat that asshole liquor. The guy said on the radio he loves to eat ass. Now, I'm not saying 
I do or don't love to eat ass, but you wouldn't catch me talking about it on the Howard Stern Show. And then Monday Night Football, October 1st, the first fucking night of October, late, 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 into the fourth quarter, we did it again. This is what fantasy football is all about. Yes, the agony of defeat and the motherfucking thrill of motherfucking Victory. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's go. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport. You are now listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. On today's podcast, me and G Moody are going to be discussing five hip-hop producers that are more interesting to listen to than Kanye fucking West. Candace Owens gets the Willie Hutch treatment. J.R. Smith of the Cleveland Cavaliers got a supreme tattoo on the back of his leg. And it's the ultimate sucker shit ever. Plus, we have some fantastic, mind-boggling, sick fucks of the week. All that and more on a smash mouth, back-to-basics, I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast coming up next. Miles Jordan, please. Let me get something funky. All right. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the White Chocolate Tito, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcast. I'm here with G. Moody. Last name rhymes with duty. His brother's name is Dean Moody. And if you uh, can't do the math on that... uh, his last name also rhymes with duty. Um, this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, coming live and direct from the Gloom Tomb Studios. Mr. Moody, uh, how, how you feeling, sir? I feel great. Everything is fine. Looking fresh. Feeling fresh. I'm good. I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. Um, so much to go. Uh, so much going on. I don't even know where to start. Um... NFL action, fantasy football action. Uh, let's just start with this because uh, this is a cross-cultural situation. The Giants are in deep shit. Um, we, we, <laughs> we won last week. Uh, we got ran out of the fucking gym this week versus the Saints. Uh, our guy, Alvin Kamara, uh, stuffed it up our ass, stuffed it up the Giants' ass. Of course, Alvin Kamara plays for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Sean P., Sean Payton. Friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, they did a doozy on uh, the Giants. Did you did you watch that game, Mr. Moody? Yeah, I watched uh, the second half of it. Yeah, I thought they were going to make a comeback, but it wasn't in the cards. Yeah, Alvin Kamara scored uh, uh, the the last touchdown and just ran the fuck into the to locker room. Um, is a, a record breaking NFL season. Chicago Bears quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, somehow, some fucking way. And uh, uh, Aaron uh, from Chicago, uh, first-tier Iron Rapport Stereo podcast fan and Rapapack member, um, Aaron, double Aaron, you know and I know and the whole world knows that Mitch fucking Trubisky has no business throwing for six touchdowns in three quarters. That motherfucker threw for six touchdowns in three quarters. Damn. That's good. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like good, that. but it just goes to show that the defense is... It's not that Mitch Trubisky and, and Baker fucking Mayfield and all these guys are that much better uh, than uh, we set them out to be. It just goes to show that the defenses, as we've documented over and over and over and discussed over and over and over, and our guy Warren Sapp uh, broke down over and over and over. Yeah. They're at a, such a dis- disadvantage. Yes, we want scoring, but six touchdowns in three quarters of, from Mitch Trubisky? Oh, they turn into shit into Tecmo Bowl because they can't play defense because they're fucking watching everything. And it turning football, it's not football anymore. You see, we're not watching football. <laughs> yeah, it's getting out of And they want everybody to be Steph Curry. Let Steph Curry be Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the violence. Yo, these people know what they're signing up for. They've been playing ball 
football since they're nine, ten years old. It's, it's a violent game, man, and that's why it's exciting. And yo, hopefully, no CTE comes. But yo, this is what they play. They make a lot of money. They know what they're signing up for. Come on, man. Speaking of violence, uh, Earl Thomas, all everything Seattle Seahawk, um, who has been uh, struggling with his contract with the Seattle Seahawks for the last year, year and a half. It feels like this started last year. Um, He threatened to sit out. He wound up uh, not sitting out. Earl Thomas, (laughs) the great Earl Thomas, wound up getting hurt which is like uh, your worst nightmare when you're concerned about your contract. His contract uh, only covers him through the end of this year. This is why he wanted to renew his contract. He outplayed and outperformed his contract. Um, This is similar to what Le'Veon Bell has been complaining about. And the reason why Le'Veon Bell in four weeks of of the NFL season has sat out. Earl Thomas uh, broke his leg. They say it's not a career-ending break um, and that he'll be back. But... Like, this is the shit that he was concerned about. Yo, if I get injured, wh- what happens to me now? Up until right. uh, game four, uh, week four of the NFL season, statistically, he was uh, the best defensive player in the league. With all the bullshit that was going on and all the the, the, the Seattle sucks. They're not what they used to be. Earl Thomas was still doing his thing, uh, uh, and but he, he wound up breaking his leg. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell said, now I'll, I'll be the bad guy for everybody else. So on and so forth. So I don't know how this is going to end, Mr. Moody. Do you have yeah. any insight into what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell? Uh, uh, this guy uh, broke his leg again. This is the second break. The say, uh, he broke this leg two years ago. So now you're not getting a, uh, the contract you want. You took a risk playing. Le'Veon said, nah, I'm not going to do it. So you took that risk. Unfortunately, the leg is broken again. Now you put the... The owner's in a position to say, well, we're not going to give you the contract based on you breaking your leg twice. So it's over for my man. Unfortunately, no, it's, he took it's the not risk. over. It's not. What do you mean it's over? It's, no, it's, as far as the contract, as oh, yeah. far as him getting that big, big money. Uh, yo, yeah, it's, it's I, I, I don't up. think that's going to happen. Yeah. And, I don't and, think that's going to happen. I agree. I agree. And and also they were they were actually in, in trade negotiation talks with a couple of teams, one of them being the Kansas City Chiefs. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. I, I feel I bad know. for uh, Earl Thomas. I feel bad for all these football players. That something has to give. There has to be uh, uh, some sort of give uh, to the players uh, because the, the, it's such a high-risk sport, and that's why the owners don't want to play them. Uh, but yeah. like Des Bryant, he signed a five-year contract. He played three of those five years. They cut his fucking ass. See, they, Is he they, still getting paid for the final two, or it's no no pay? No, I mean, there might be some pay because there's probably some guaranteed money. But no, they, right. they released him. He's done. And now he hasn't signed with another team, which is crazy to me. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, uh, the guy who we've talked about, we actually discussed him with, with, with Sap the other day, uh, Eric Reed, former All-Pro from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he mm-hmm. was blackballed, in my opinion. These are my words. He was blackballed out of the NFL for the last uh, year and a half or year and a quarter. He has mm-hmm. signed. This is an all-pro, a 26-year-old all-pro. Um, he was completely out of football last season. Uh, and up until uh, uh, last week, he was not signed with the team. He has signed with uh, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. I'm happy for oh, this dude. Okay. Uh, everything I know about him, he's a family dude. He's never made a lot of money in the NFL. He's got two kids, um, and he was pushed out of football. But the Carolina Panthers like, fuck it. I mean, the name of the game is winning. So they stepped up to the plate. Riverboat Ron uh, and the Carolina Panthers, shout out to you guys. I'm wishing Eric Reed a successful, healthy season. Hopefully he will kick ass and be uh, uh, the player that he can be, and he'll get all the money that he can get. Um, and congratulations to him, to his family, and congratulations and kudos to fucking Riverboat Ron and the Panthers for saying, you know what, we're trying to win fucking football games. We're going to put the best players on the field. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Good for him. Um, play football and worry about football. That's all I got to say about that. Play football. And the Patriots, uh, uh, people were saying they're done. They came back uh, at 1-2. At, uh, they came back uh, and beat the shit uh, 
out of the 3-0 and Miami Dolphins. So the Patriots aren't dead, and I suspect, I have nothing uh, against the Dolphins, but they do this every fucking year. I suspect yeah, they will yeah. be going on a downhill, uh, fast slide, uh, and the Patriots just opened them up real nice, almost shutting them out. <laughs> I believe it was 38-7 to or 36-7. You know this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We don't fact check yeah. anything. Yeah, the, uh, the Dolphins are still trying to replace Dan Marino at quarterback. So they always start out kind of good, and they never make the fucking playoffs. Yeah, Dan Marino, he, that's been the, the, the 80s. That shit's not happening. Dan Marino, his curly locks and all that fly shit and his blue eyes. It's, move forward. Move forward with your life. Dan Marino's done. Yeah. Motherfucker's 50-something years old. Let that man rest. Yeah, they, they, they can't replace him. I mean, they've had so many... Re- quarterbacks that's how good he he has been and that's how you know quarterbacking is hard so they still haven't replaced that guy <laughs> yeah he's still talking about fucking dan pretty boy dan I am podcast. um i think it's the 50th anniversary let me see 50th anniversary would it be 50 50 years ago i think or 45 years ago and i think it was 50 45 years ago, um, I saw something. Yeah. The Thrill in Manila, uh, the Ali Frazier fight. Three, uh, uh, They fought three times. This was the third fight. 15 rounds in the uh, uh, Philippines heat. Um, the, the, you know, one of the best fights ever. If you've never sat down and watched that fight, you could YouTube it. Um, it's a fucking war. It's a war. Um, Ali basically just outlasted uh, Joe Frazier in that fight. Um, and, and there's been documentaries just about that fight from both sides, uh, uh, Frazier and uh, uh, Ali. Um, and it's just, you know, fights now 12 rounds, um, as they should be, because that's one of the fights where uh, the repercussions and the damage uh, took place you know, a few years later, and both those fighters were never the same um, uh, out of the ring after that fight. But the thrill of Manila, if you've never seen that fight, uh, YouTube it and take a look at it. Of course, uh, the great Ali uh, defeated the great smoking Joe Frazier in 15 brutal fucking rounds. It just brutal fucking rounds of boxing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, boxing is, man, that's, that's fight. That's a, it's a fight. That's what they call it. It's a fight. Uh, I like those fights. That's why they're, they're so loved. Because it's, it's going at each other. Whoever falls down. I, lo- I love those type of fights. Um, speaking of fights, Conor McGregor will be fighting this fucking Saturday in Vegas. UFC number, I don't know what. I don't know what. UFC number 370 or 944. I don't know what it is. Again, this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We do not fact check. He'll be fighting that dude, Khabib. Um, obviously, uh, uh, the shit talking that has went down with Conor McGregor uh, is well documented on this here I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Matter of fact, just for shits and giggles, Miles, Jordan, let's get those bagpipes. Um, yeah, so this Saturday night, Conor McGregor will be fighting Khabib. Khabib is a fucking beast. Uh, he's from somewhere in the Ukraine or Russia. Or Turkey, no disrespect, no disrespect. I'm not fact checking, um, but I expect this to be a brutal fight. Um, homeboy uh, uh, used to wrestle bears when he was young. Khabib, I think he's Russian or German, something. I don't know what he is. Do, do, do you know what he is, Moody? Nah, I don't watch that shit. But I mean, yo, it's, it's going to be a good fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, K- Khabib is 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 a rough and tumble dude. Obviously, Conor McGregor is one of the best uh, UFC fighters. Uh, in his division, yeah. one of the best fighters of all time. The last time he was in the ring, uh, it was for a boxing match where Floyd Mayweather beat the shit out of him. Um, and fortunately, uh, the referee stopped the fight before he wound up on the floor uh, of the uh, MGM Grand where I was sitting uh, uh, four rows back, uh, very close to the action. Um, I can't wait for this. Our guy, Derek Lewis, who had a really fucked up fight the last time he was out, the Beast, the UFC Beast, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is also fighting. I cannot wait for this shit. Because Conor oh, McGregor, man. you could say what you want about him. You could say what you want to say about UFC. He's one of the great shit talkers in all of sports history. 
and the hype is real. Uh, but these guys are going to be throwing down this Saturday night at UFC. I don't know if it's 863. I don't know what the fuck it is. But I'm going to be watching, yeah. and I'm going to be watching our guy, Derek Lewis. Yeah, I like uh, Conor McGregor. That This is his element. UFC, I don't doubt that he's going to win. This, this is how he, that this is where he's at his best in, in that style of fighting. So I expect him to kick ass. I am Rappaport Podcast. Um, so obviously, uh, uh, we released a emergency podcast uh, very early Sunday morning, uh, hours after uh, Kanye West's Saturday Night Live debacle. It's a fucking debacle, um, and we're gonna get into more Kanye West because uh, once he gets going, it's like a fucking avalanche. Uh, but before we talk about Kanye West. Uh, I wanted to uh, discuss uh, and suggest and remind, remind the fans and the people um, of five hip-hop producers that are more interesting, uh, just as prolific, and not off their fucking rocker uh, than Kanye West. These are five hip-hop producers that I wanted to just celebrate and acknowledge as being more interesting to listen to, um, not self-indulgent, not narcissistic, and not totally out of their fucking tree. Um, and G, you could feel free to add to a few more of these, but I thought these five out, and I want to throw them at you one by one. Number one, a guy who never talks. Um, it really is only and all about the music. His body of work is so dense, so large, and so eclectic. Um, the great Mad Lib who you actually hipped me two years ago for his classic Quasimodo record. Yeah. Um, if you've never listened to Mad Lib, look him up. The motherfucker's done so much, so many different styles, boom, bap, jazz, soul, funk. Like, he covers the whole fucking thing way out there, Jess. He scored uh, uh, my documentary on A Tribe Called Quest, Beat Rhymes in Life, The Travels of A Tribe Called Quest. Mad Lib is one of the best to ever do it. You ne- you can barely get a fucking word out of this guy in real life. He's only and only, he's only about that music, about digging in those crates and creating beats. I mean, like you said, he, he's a master craftsman. Uh, he's really immersed in, in, in the craft of, of beat making and switching samples and doing stuff. Uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't talk because he's too busy doing the beats, uh, but he's not a star. <laughs> Um, another person more prolific, uh, uh, and I think if you, if you did on record sales, if, if that's what you want to argue, um, he's been doing it for decades now. Um, he has the best record, uh, the best song on the new Little Wayne Carter five or Magna Carta five. I, I, I can't listen to an entire Little Wayne record. I've never been able to listen to a, an entire Little Wayne record. I know that he's dope and there's a lot of Little Wayne songs that I like. But there's not one Little Wayne record that I would listen to all the way through and say everything on that record is dope. But, but I did listen to the Carter Five record that he put out the other day. Hardcore Little Wayne fans, including uh, Mr. Morris, uh, the uh, uh, creative executive of all memes of the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, the guy goes viral every single week. Uh, now uh, he's the Minister of Defense, also. And a hard body karate uh, uh, rapper pack member. I went off of his review. He said that the Little Wayne record was weak. So I say that the Little Wayne record is weak. I can't judge it again because I don't listen to him like that. But Swiss Beats did make the best song on the new Little Wayne record. Swiss Beats has made so many hits for so many years. For so many different artists, from Jay-Z to DMX to this banger called Uproar on this Lil Wayne record, Swiss Beats is coming in as one of the other producers who's more interesting and just as prolific than Kanye West to listen to. (laughs) I don't need to listen to fucking Kanye West anymore. Number three, DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill, dusty, eclectic, way out there, boom bap. The samples are incredible. They're always dirty. They're always totally original. Been doing it for years. All Cypress. 
He produced the mega fucking banger jump around from House of Pain, their one and only true blue cross-cultural hit. DJ Muggs, they just dropped. Elephants on Acid, the Cypress Hill banger. I love that fucking record. My favorite song on that record, if you just want to check it out, is called Band of Gypsies, classic Cypress Hill. They're going back and forth, and the samples are just fucking dumb. They're dumb. DJ Muggs is a motherfucker, and he's another guy. You never hear from him. You never hear him talk. You never see him, like, talking. You just, like, it's just the music. He's dedicated to the music. He's not out there trying to make political statements. The fourth producer who's more interesting and more prolific than fucking Kanye West, friend of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, DJ Premier. Uh, uh, Moody, I'll let you pontificate on DJ Premier for a little bit, please. Oh, Oh, DJ Premier is one of the best... As far as um, um, sampling, as far as piecing the samples together, as far as chopping um, everything, it's on another level. Uh, his ear, in order, to, in order to, to really sample and really disguise what you're doing, you have to have an ear. And he has one of the best ears I've heard because I've heard a lot of the original records that he has used. And it's incredible when you hear it and you go, oh, shit, he took this from here and this and that. DJ Premier, uh, you don't have to, uh, that name is self-explanatory. So, yo, he's, he's one of the best. He's one of my favorites. And if you've never heard uh, Premier on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, it's a hashtag Goosebumps uh, podcast. There's so many stories, so many gems, and so many just great tidbits. Uh, uh, DJ Premier on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Uh, and finally, fifth most prolific producer uh, that you could listen to instead of listening to fucking Kanye West. Uh, they call him the abstract Q-tip from a tribe called Quest. Uh, needs no introduction. Uh, uh, the motherfucker sound. He he changed the game. He made such dope hip hop songs that a lot of them turned into cross cultural pop music. Check the rhyme is like a fucking pop song. It's so good. It's so sing song. It's so simple. But the sampling, the jazz. He's one of the first people to bring in the jazz. Uh, such knowledge. I talked to Tip the other day, actually, and he's he's teaching a class at NYU, which is dope. I said I want to come sit in the cl- sit in on the class because that motherfucker <laughs> is like a Google. He's like an encyclopedia of all things music. He gets inside the the instruments, who played them, how they played them, how it was recorded. But he talks about it in such basic ways. Uh, I mean, listen, Tribe Tip, all the shit that he did outside of Tribe Called Quest. Q-Tip, the abstract poetic, one of the great producers of all time. Kanye West bows down to Q-Tip, bows down to Swiss Beats, bows down to Pharrell. So fuck this nut job. Just listen to the guys that he looks up to. Listen to the guys that he learned the craft from. That's my point on this. Gee, Kanye West has made a fucking asshole out of himself, made a spectacle out of himself once again. One of the things that I admire and respect about you, Mr. Moody, is that you don't get involved. You've never paid that much attention to this fucking guy. Are you aware of the antics that have went down this week this weekend with Kanye West? <laughs> I saw pieces of it online. And um, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it, it, it was wild. I, um, but one thing I did, I did like, but go ahead, go ahead. I'll let no, you no, finish. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I've been talking enough. Uh, I, I, I like, of course, the performance was, uh, you know, sucked. But... I like how he kind of flipped, uh, uh, you know, when people say, oh, they're bullying me. So he flipped it and turned it around and used the same thing. Let's say, oh, they bullied me. I, I, I choose to wear this hat and they told me that I can't wear the hat. But these are the same folks that, that say, yo, we don't want to be bullied and this and that. So he flipped that around and said, look. They're doing the same shit. Why can't I wear this fucking hat? If I like this guy, so what? Why do I have to be lambasted and why am I uh, lynched, so to speak, just because I say I like this guy or I, whatever, wh- whoever he likes. This is the point that I got from that. And I'm like, that's true. How, how, how are you gonna just going to tell this motherfucker he can't support who he support? Who the um, fuck are you? To um, say that. Well, well, I think that all sounds good uh, in writing. Um, but here's what I think about specifically about what, what you just brought up. 
Um, uh, Miles, play that clip of him saying they bullied bullied me. You see, they laughing at me. You heard them scream at me. They bullied me. They bullied me backstage. They said, don't go out there with that hat on. They bullied me backstage. They bullied me. So it's kind of hard to hear because this was after uh, Saturday Night Live. This was all covered in the Emergency Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, which was uh, up. Uh, it, it's still up. Uh, premium subscribers, the best of the best Iron Rapport Stereo podcast fans. Um, here's what I have to say about that, Mr. Moody, and I, and I want to throw this at you. Um, he said they bullied me backstage. Who? For wearing a hat. Whoa, whoa. Who who bullied him? Who? I guess the producers or whatever. No, no, no. no, no, no. Don't who, who, wear the hat. Who, who, who's the they? He's such a tough guy. Hey, let me let me finish. Oh, he's ahead, such a ahead. tough guy. He's such a he's such a big speaker. He's so outspoken. Who bullied him? Who 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 bullied him? Remember last time he was on there, we did a whole thing about him talking shit to Lauren Michaels and Lauren. We we suggested what Lauren Michaels would say. Tell him to shut the fuck up. This is what I think, Moody, about that specifically because I, I I follow this closer than you do. I don't think anybody fucking bullied him. I, I think he's making this shit up. This guy is a chronic fucking liar. This guy's full of shit. He said that same night that he said, they bullied me at Saturday Night Live, that he was releasing a brand new album. Yeah, Saturday came and went. Yeah. The motherfucker didn't drop an album. A couple of weeks ago, he tweeted out, watch the throne too, to, to do part two of the watch the throne with him and Jay-Z. I don't think Jay-Z has spoken to this guy. I think this guy's <laughs> a fucking liar. So when he says, they bullied me, who bullied you? Come on, tough guy. You're out there naming names. You got your fucking cape on. You got your superpowers. Who bullied you? Who? Did Michael Che bully you? Did Lauren Michaels bully you? Who Who? who bullied you? Uh, the, the cast of Saturday Night Live? The host, Adam Driver? No one fucking bullied you. This guy's I'd... making this shit up. <laughs> but, but if he, let's say he made it up. Then he's trying to make the point. That, yo, you say all this bullying shit, and now I put this fucking hat on, and everybody's telling me, what the fuck are you doing? But he's saying, I think he's saying, listen, I can support, I can like whoever I want to like. Like fuck whoever you, you. want to like. And, and, so and why, I, well, that's, what, that's his point. Like, yo, leave yeah, well, me alone. Well, then you know what? Your man needs to, your man needs to get a, a better grasp of how to art, articulate himself and get his point across. Because he my should. point he is... Should. My point is this, you're making up shit, Duke. And my other point is this, where's your fucking whiz at? Where, where, where's your Wait. wife at? Where's Kendall, <laughs> Chloe, Kylie, and all them at? Not one of them has stand up and said anything in support of this motherfucker. Where's your family at, Duke? Where's your whiz at? <laughs> I think they were there. I think she was there. But yo, that dude, yo, he's, he's out there, no doubt. But as far as Yo, you could support whoever you want to support, rap. I could support whoever I want to support. But the thing is, I can't tell you. If you put a red hat on, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. That's who you get down with. So what? The point is, yo, if this guy likes Trump or whatever, so what? And, and now why, Trump. What, what, why, now Trump. What, what, why is it the end of the world when, when this guy says, yo, I'm, I'm rocking with homeboy? Why does it trigger people so much? Oh, you're using the word trigger. Answer the question. Why? Because is it because so... people don't because people don't like this motherfucker. That I mean, you so know what? Why. That's you. That's you. That's them. But this is him. He has a right to support and like whoever he wants. Yeah, like and you, people you should, and people you should have respect a, that. And people you have really a right should to, respect that. And people have a right to say they don't agree. People have a right to right. say that he's full of shit. People have a right Absolutely. to say when you're talking about abolishing the 13th Amendment and you're on a private jet and your Yeezys are made in China and the hat that right. you're so proud of is made in China and you're on the, right. uh, a private jet, people have a right to call him on his bullshit. It's him. He brings all that attention on himself because he's an obnoxious bullshitter who's like, I mean, listen, everybody likes attention, but goddamn motherfucker. I mean, good Lord. And then you get up on the Saturday Night Live stage, the same stage that Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five perform on, the same stage that Stevie Wonder and, and every single other person in music in the last 45 years has get up there. You get up there and give for a half-ass effort. It wasn't that the songs were whack. 
It was that they were just like, it was like the effort wasn't there. Like you, you have no respect for Saturday Night Live. You have no expect, uh, respect for the form. You have no respect for the crew that's up there working on. You have no respect for the fans. It's, it's that. It's, it's, right. it's that. This motherfucker's, and, and you're a liar. Nobody bullied you, Duke. No, but who bullied you? I believe that. I believe that no one bullied, bullied him. But, but he's making the point like, yo, Everybody hates me because I said this and this and that. They, they, I put this hat on. They fucking saying it, telling me don't wear the fuck. He's making that point. He's throwing it back on them. Yo, they're bullying me. <laughs> These people are bullying me. Yeah, so well, he's he, he's I, bullying I, I everybody. I, I agree. Hey, with, he's with, a forty. With, with he's the, a forty-one-year-old guy talking about he getting bullied. What kind of pussy shit is that? Oh, they're yeah, bullying but, me. They're bullying he, me. He's what not, motherfucker, he, you and I, he, this ain't dodgeball. This ain't a game of dodgeball in the fourth grade. He's not being bullied. I it, that, that was some bullshit, but he's just trying to make a point. I understood it, but, yo, this, this dude is out there. I don't really pay too much attention to this cat, but I just I just say, yo, yo, let, let that man live, man. Let, yo, he can rock with whoever he want to rock with. It shouldn't get under people's skin. So crazy, so hard. Like, they hate this dude. It's crazy, man. And Donald Trump and uh, uh, Dick Stain Donald Trump and Dick Stain Donald Trump Jr., uh, they praised Kanye uh, for, for what he did on Saturday Night Live. Well, it was actually after Saturday Night Live. Um, and, and, I, and I ask you this, Dick Stain uh, Donald Trump and, and Dick Stain Jr., can you recite, since you're such big fans of Kanye West, can you recite one line from one of his songs? Since you're such big fans and you appreciate him so much, do you know anything about his music, or do you just like having a guy like that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, well, Donald Trump can say too. Uh, yo, uh, Raekwon and um, Outkast made a song called "Black Trump," and Raekwon specifically said, "Guess who's the Black Trump?" <laughs> so, yo, this shit is crazy. Kanye is wild. People shouldn't pay so much attention to an entertainer. An entertainer. It's crazy. Um, before I get to uh, 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 what, what I'm going to do to Candace Owens, because um, I'm about to give her that Willie Hutch, because I can't stand this little mousy ass. Oh, big mouse. why? Oh, I'll get to it when I when I'll okay, get to I it in a minute. This. I, I, I got to hear this. I, I'm going I'm to give her that Willie Hutch. Um, the Kanye West uh, Cuckoo's Nest tour is continuing. Um, he went to uh, TMZ again. And I wanted to play uh, uh, this little portion of this sit-down that he had with uh, Harvey Levin. Uh, Kanye West uh, sat down with, with Harvey Levin, who, who runs uh, TMZ. He's also a big supporter of Donald Trump. Uh, but so, so check this out, uh, Moody. We, we're going to give this a little play-by-play. -play. Hold on. All right, so here's Kanye West with, with Harvey Levin. Uh, hold on, here it goes. Okay. So you said the album was coming out on Saturday. It didn't come out. What happened? Um, where, where the fucking album at, okay. Duke? Where's the fucking album out? Harvey just at you, um, um, um. Where's the fucking album out? You knew that was going to be the first question he asked you. You told your fans that the album was coming out. Where the fucking record at? Harvey wants to know. Harvey, Harvey's a fan. So you said the album was coming out on Saturday. It didn't come out. What happened? Um, where, where the fucking album at, Duke? Where's the fucking album out? Harvey just at you, um, um, um. Where's the fucking album out? You knew that was going to be the first question he asked you. You told your fans that the album was coming out. Where the fucking record at? Harvey wants to know. Harvey, Harvey's a fan. I didn't finish it. Uh, free uh, a person uh, from my management staff, from our management staff. Name names. See, see, I think he's lying again here, G. He said, uh, a person from my management staff. Na Why don't you name names? My man Craig, my man, my man Doug, my man Frank said. You're making up shit. You know, I've, I've started incorporating, like, sounds that you've never heard before and pushing and, and having, like, you know, concepts that people don't, you know talk about see this is what i'm saying g sounds that you never heard before concepts that people don't talk about this is what i'm talking about this is that narcissistic bullshit you're not van gogh duke you're not pablo Picasso. you're not the five producers that i just named you're not q-tip 
You're not DJ motherfucking mugs. You're not Swiss beats. Where's the fucking record at? We have concepts talking about, you know, body shaming and... You making a song about body shaming? You just hate... Yo, oh. you know why else this guy's a sick fuck? Uh. He's 41 <laughs> years old. Little Pump. Little Pump, who he just put out yeah. a song with, is 18. Oh, where? He rocking like that? You 41. <laughs> you hang... Yo, if that was my son, I, I would be like, yo, we, we, you're not... Having my son on this record saying all this crazy shit. You're not yo, having... they love... You, yeah, 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 yo. But if you had an 18-year-old son, would you want him hanging out with a 41-year-old who's in questionable mental health? Fuck is you talking about, <laughs> Duke? Uh, they love that guy, man. Uh, those 18... The, yo, he's a, he's a big-time uh, influence on those guys. They love this guy, man. I know, I know. And if I was Little Pump, I would get the fuck away from Kanye West because he's going to ruin your career. You know, women being looked down upon for how many people that they slept with. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's just a full yay album. And those five albums that I dropped earlier were like superhero rehabilitation. Duke. Duke, 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 Duke. Where the fucking record? Well, yeah, yeah. Why, why are you talking about all? It's, it's the record, yo. The record is coming out here. It's funky. It's gonna be this, man. Kill all that bullshit, man. See, that's the problem that I have, yo. It's about music. These motherfuckers put you on some kind of pedestal where you think you Dr. Roof or something. We don't give a fuck about all that. What is is the drums pounding? The samples good. You got DJs the scratching. How's that? Where the chorus? That's what it's about. He can't see. They put this motherfucker up on some pedestal, and this is how he feels. That's the problem. That shit is whack. Where the record at, Duke? We we don't want to hear about the speech about what it's gonna be. You said the shit was coming out on Saturday. It's fucking Tuesday. Where the fucking record at? You know. And now the alien yay is like fully back in mode, off of medication. He talking about alien yay and all this bullshit. What the fuck, man? You know, working out, breathing as much fresh air as possible, thinking, doing, being himself, you know. Uh, and when I say being myself, that doesn't mean I'm being Donald Trump. It means I'm being me and I'm punk. Oh, now, now you punk rock. Now you bad brains oh, and all oh, that oh, shit. Oh, why, why a motherfucker got to announce that he's being himself? Just <laughs> be yourself. Do what you do. That's how you know it's fake. Oh, I'm punk. Why don't you just do it? It's fake shit, man. I am Rappaport Podcast. Uh, Miles, uh, Jordan, uh, G, I, I told you I was going to do this. Uh, this little Candace Owens. Matter of fact, cue that Willie Hutch. Mm. You hear that, Willie? Candace Owens. Little, little Republican cheerleader, the uh, African-American Republican cheerleader. She said that Kanye West, these are her words, quote, unquote, he's one of the bravest men in America for saying what he's saying. Says who, lady? Who the fuck are you? Who gives a fuck what you think? He's one of the bravest men in America. You got firefighters, you got policemen, you got people doing all kind of real shit, and this guy's one of the bravest men in America? Says who? Says who? What do you do, Candace Owens? You make money being a ride-or-die Republican chick, and that makes you dumb smart. Not like dumb smart, like, oh, yo, she's dumb smart. That makes you dumb smart. I don't give a fuck how many books you read and the quotes and the history of politics and the history of this and all that shit. The fact that you ride or die for anything, any person, any political political party, any gang, anybody in your family, 500% that you ride or die despite the fuck, despite the way they act or behave makes you dumb. And you read a couple of books, you know a couple of quotes, so you're dumb smart. You hang out with these motherfucking Republicans. Unbiasedly, you, you'll say anything. Anything. You support these motherfuckers no matter what they do. You're not smart. 
The motherfucking crackers at the Kavanaugh hearing. You think they respect your ass? You think they wouldn't disrespect you in private? You don't think they would make passes at you in private? They're just happy to have a young, attractive black lady tooting their fucking horns. That's it. That's it. That's the only fucking reason why you're on Fox News is because you look different than the rest of the crackers. You ain't all that. And you, you a groupie for Kanye West. That's all you are. You're a fucking groupie. Kanye West co-signed you. And all of a sudden, people know your name. You're just a little motherfucking groupie. You know about Republicans. You know about Democrats. But do you know about this motherfucking Willie Hutch? Cut the music, dude. <laughs> hey, I ain't got shit to say. I don't agree with none of that bullshit you said. But I ain't got shit to say. Uh, I like Candace Owens. And um, um, she has uh, a lot of fresh takes on shit. And a lot of her shit is right. And and like I'll, I'll say to you, you can't tell her what to fucking think. And whoever else says that she is a breath of fresh air and she's un and she's unusual. And I know motherfuckers look at her like, oh, she doesn't fit. Uh, her her takes aren't the, the usual black uh, person takes. So it's unusual. But most of that shit she kicks is right. And it's based in, in history and facts. So. I, uh, the Willie Hutch is fine, but yo, I fuck with Candace Owens because I like that thinking. Yeah, well, what's also based in history and facts is that if she was alone with any one of them old motherfuckers, they would be disrespectful to her ass. They'd be saying all kind of wild shit to her ass. That's based in and, history and, and facts oh, oh, also. Oh, just them? Everybody. I mean, the other side would say the same shit. I'm just so like... But but she but she what, what, she's ride or die blindly she's blindly ride or die for all things Republican. If you blind nah. if you blind if she, you're blindly ride or die for anything a gang anything you're a fucking idiot. If you ride if you ride nah. the reason why I can't respect her is because she sees nothing wrong with anything that has to do with the Republican Party. Fuck her. That's why she got that motherfucking dusty Willie Hutch. The NBA season is right around the corner. The Lakers made their debut in preseason the other night. I saw it. Did you see LeBron out there with the with with the gold and purple on? Yeah, I saw I saw some uh, clips of that. I expect nothing less from LeBron doing his thing. I, I know what time it is. Um, he's out of Cleveland. Uh, uh, Cleveland is is only making noise for what we talked about last week with guys like Tristan Thompson talking dumb shit, and then J.R. Smith. J.R. fucking Smith, the guy that ruined King James's chance to even make the finals competitive. We all know what happened. LeBron had 50 or 51 points, played one of his best games of his entire career. J.R. Smith, instead of putting the layup back up, you dribbled the ball out, you fucked it away, and we haven't heard from you since until you show up in preseason with a foot-long Supreme tattoo on the back of your leg. Supreme is the brand, which, by the way, started out as a skateboard brand in like 1994, 95. This fucking guy got a, like a foot-long tattoo of Supreme on the back of his leg. The NBA... Because it's a brand said, every time you go out on the court and you don't cover that shit up, we're going to find your fucking ass. I don't know why this guy wants to bring attention to himself. In my opinion, the only fucking tattoo that you should have on the back of your leg is LeBron James stats from game one. Why don't you tattoo that up there? Why don't you tattoo the amount of timeouts a team has? Why don't you tattoo the score of the game? You get branded from a brand. Now, let's see if this brand, Supreme, that you love so much, that you didn't get a little tattoo. The motherfucker got a foot-long tattoo. Thick yeah. black ink on the back of his leg. Let's see if this brand that you adore so much and you love so much, why don't you go out there and not cover it up and see if Supreme 
loves you that much. Let's see if Supreme will cover <laughs> their fines. Yeah. Did they are, are they sponsoring him? Is that is that why they did, did he do that because they're being sponsored by Supreme? Gerald, let me tell you something. Throughout my 20-something years, I've had many sponsorships. This I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast has had many sponsorships. But you don't see me with a fucking DraftKings tattoo on my fucking forehead. You don't see... I mean, why doesn't he... Did he just, does he just love Supreme that much? Well, why don't you get like Listerine it, tattooed across your upper lip? Because that's your favorite mouthwash. Why don't you get like Dove? Because that's the soap you use. It doesn't matter if they're sponsoring yeah. him or not. This isn't some, some you know, uh, Halloween tattoo that you wipe off. This motherfucker got a tattoo on the back of his leg. And I say, JR, fuck that. You rocked for Supreme. You love them so much. See if they will pay the fines that you're now you're, now you're going to have to pay if you don't cover that dumb shit up. I was saying that because if, they're spon- if, they, if they are like sponsoring him, endorsing him like Nike, um... Then I could, yo, you making, you doing that, you getting paid or whatever. But if it, if it's no endorsement and he's just doing that, that man is too old to be to be putting that shit on his body and not getting any payment. That's crazy. That's really immature. That's childish shit. That's what kids do. Yo, so it is the I ultimate hope, sucker shit. The ultimate hope, sucker shit. I hope that the the guy's getting paid. Then I would kind of, I wouldn't diss him. But if, if that's because I like Supreme and I'm just going to rock it, man, yo, you need to go to a psychiatrist, yo. Fuck. Yo, I, I don't know how much the fine is uh, if, if, if he doesn't cover it up, like a leg sleeve or something like that. But let's just say it's $10,000 a game. We're talking about $820,000. Supreme, you guys are a big dick company. Everybody loves it. Cover JR's uh, price. Uh, Supreme is like, we didn't ask this motherfucker to do that. Yeah, we he don't even know this own. fucking we guy. Got, we, 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 we don't yeah, even we give him free shit. Yeah, we ain't got shit to shit. do with that. <laughs> we ain't got shit to do with that. And, and my guy, Steven Jackson, uh, you know, he was arguing that it was fucked up that the NBA does it. I'm not saying whether the NBA should do this or not. I'm saying, J.R. Smith, what the fuck is wrong with you? Whether or not the NBA has a right to do that or doesn't have a right to do that, I don't care about that. The fact that you branded yourself with a brand... Is insane. We're not talking about your favorite rapper. We're not talking about children's names. We're not talking about parents' names. We're not talking about the street you're from. You put a fucking t-shirt company on your back of your leg and it's not discreet. Not like a little thing like, yo, I rock with Supreme like a little thing. This shit is like one of the biggest tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Man, Supreme must be so happy. Imagine uh, the, 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 the general manager in the company. Imagine you'd be like, oh shit, look at this guy. <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even call this motherfucker. Man. I mean, it's not like fucking Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook or Kyrie Irving. You got a guy who's known for not living up to his expectations. We got a guy who's never <laughs> lived up to his full talent potential. We got a guy that, like, the the thing that he'll be most known for is fucking up game one of the 2018 NBA Finals. These are the things he's most known for. So I know they're probably like, what the fuck, man? But but also, he is an NBA champion. You have to say that when he retires. Like, NBA champ, like Super Bowl champ, Warren Sapp, NBA champ, J.R. Smith. Same shit. (laughs) Hey, he contributed... Uh, to the Cavaliers uh, winning an NBA championship, and he was one of the main contributors to the Cleveland Cavaliers getting swept out of the next season's yeah. NBA championship. So yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. that's what you get with J.R. Smith. All right, here we go. Miles, um, Jordan, uh, please cue up the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did... What? No. 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 
This is an award that is earned, not given. This is an award that is earned, not given. It goes to a person with a certain je ne sais quoi. Um, this one I'm going to have to post online because this is, this is like justice. Uh, the first guy, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and look up Joshua Glenn Box. Joshua Glenn Box, who is a convicted sex offender. And it looks like a pit bull or some sort of hyena or a tiger bit money's whole shit off. Money doesn't have a nose. Money doesn't have any lips, literally. Like, he's deformed. Uh, maybe this happened in prison. Uh, I would love to find out how money's grill got fucked up. But, but he doesn't have a nose. He doesn't have any lips. He's a convicted sex offender. Um, and and mm. by everything that I, I've been able to look up about Joshua Glenbox, uh, uh, this happened after he was convicted as a sex offender. But do yourself a favor uh, and look this guy up because he looks like a true blue sick fuck of the week. But Joshua Glenbox, convicted sex offender, was arrested again. Again. For what? For having <laughs> more child pornography. Lock him up for good. Let him bite his fucking nose, like his ears off. He has no nose to bite off. You have to look this guy up. He looks like shit. I mean, he looks crazy. He looks like something out of a horror movie. Yeah, yo. Uh, put this guy in front of a firing squad. All, all that, when you talk about kids, when I hear that shit, yo, there's no rehab, rehabilitation. Like, oh, I don't do that shit no more. Nah, we're going to ensure that you don't do it no more. Stand his ass up and cock these, these rifles. Fuck that, that, that dude, man. Um, this woman, again, the essence of a sick fuck. Uh, the woman's from Virginia. Um, her name is Crystal Mostek. She looks like a sick fuck. She's got the green hair. She's got the multiple tattoos that make no sense all over her face. She's got the piercings. She looks whacked out of her tree. She was arrested in Virginia a couple of days ago. She threatened to blow up the 7-Eleven convenience store. This happened in Virginia Beach. Shout out to uh, mm. uh, uh, Allen Iverson and all that. Alonzo Morning from Virginia Beach. Shout out to Pharrell, uh, Rex and Effect and all that. Uh, Teddy Riley was down there doing his thing. Um, this woman uh, uh, has every single quality that makes her a true blue sick fuck of the week. You can't go into 7-Eleven talking greasy. Talking crazy, talking about you're going to blow shit up. We arrest you. We arrest you. And you know what? When you look the way you look, I know uh, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but you will get more attention than the normal person if you look like this sick fuck. In Russia, <laughs> a woman is on the trains and on the buses, the public transportation in Russia. A 25-year-old woman, she calls it man-spreading. You know how men... Uh, uh, a lot of times we sit with our legs open to to, to let the uh, cock and balls hang low. Yeah, they got to get air. Uh, she she she. This is referred to by some people as man spreading. Oh, I've never on. heard this term. These are some of these newfound uh, white guilt hipster terms. This woman is walking yeah. up to men on the bus and on the train in Russia. People that are quote unquote man spreading, sitting with their legs open, with clothes on fully clothed, walking up to them and pouring bleach all over them, pouring bleach on their crotches when they are not paying attention. Lock this animal up. Everybody's an oh, activist. Man. Everybody's oh. a fucking activist. Now we lock you up. Yeah, and the male species is at war. They're, they're at war with the male species, man spreading. Uh, I guess that's toxic masculinity. Anything a man does is toxic. Get the fuck out of here. I wish you would pour some bleach on me sitting <laughs> on the train. I'll tear your ass up in the tunnel. Um, <laughs> these aren't sick. These, well, these are actually sick fucks, but they're, they're not humans. There are zombie-like raccoons all over the Bronx. You need to pay attention to this. Pelham Parkway. In Pelham Bay Park in the Bronx, it has been infected by what they are referring to as zombie raccoons. These critters are believed to have canine distemper virus, a fatal illness that can affect humans 
but can be also spread to dogs. Any mm. sick raccoons that have been found are humanely euthanized. I know you like to hang out in the parks, Moody. You got a daughter. Your daughter's got friends. There are zombie raccoons all over the Bronx. Be careful. Be oh. careful with your animals. Be careful with your cats and dogs. Because if they come across, they don't even need to be bit by these zombie raccoons. If they come across, oh, if they rub up, and they even rub up on some of the areas that the zombie raccoons have been in, they can affect your cat or dog. Be careful, Moody. Be very careful. But Yes, but, but in this climate today, you can't do anything to animals, right? So uh, if, it'll be a problem if I cut one of these motherfuckers' head off, right? <laughs> so that's the thing now. They, everybody's an animal guy. Let a motherfucker rub up on me or my daughter. I'm butterflying that motherfucker straight up and down. I'll tell you straight up. Oh, well, just wear some gloves when you do it. Um, this right. was sent to me by a friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Pockets who just got me my grill. My man, Paul Wall, just sent me my first gold grill. We were hanging out with him in Houston. He sent me the Hero Grills. I remember Word. in 1985, I asked my mom if she would get me a gold tooth. I believe you might have been at that meal when I asked my mom that. She said, fuck no. I, I begged yeah. and pleaded. I said, will you make, get it for me as a birthday gift? Fuck no. Christmas gift. She said, fuck no. I'm not getting you one. You can't spend your own money on it. And thank God she didn't let me do it. Yeah. But at 48, my guy Paul Wall just sent me a full fucking grill. These are hero grills he gave us. Uh, he did the fitting when we were at the Houston show. He sent us this sick fuck. A Florida man... Oh. The other day, <laughs> lined up from across the street, took a knee with a shotgun, and shot a puppy in broad daylight. Oh, man. Johansson oh. De La Ross of Florida, 19 years old, will face felony charges of animal cruelty. He yeah, shot an eight-month puppy. An eight-month-year-old puppy that was doing nothing, that was harmless, that didn't bite anybody with his rifle from across the street. They caught this sick fuck, and he's been arrested. Good, you sick fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere down the line, you're going to pay for that. When you do heinous shit like that, you think, oh, it's over. Yo, somewhere down the line, that's going to be brought back up to you. Whether you're dead or not, I'm telling you, we do shit like that, it ain't over. <laughs> In New Hampshire, a New Hampshire man uh, was arrested and fined because he kicked a seagull. He was at the beach eating. The seagull uh, took a bite out of his cheeseburger, and this sick fuck kicked the seagull. Arrested, <laughs> only fined $124, which in my opinion isn't enough. They should have gave this guy at least a weekend in the fucking cooler, if you ask me. Moody, would you kick a seagull, seagull that took a bite hey, out of your man. cheeseburger? No, I would give the cheeseburger to the animal. Feed the animals. Feed them. I, don't, I, love, I love them. I don't harm them. I wouldn't do anything. Here, have, have the whole shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, this is a sick fucking mother uh, in Missouri. Uh, her son... Uh, didn't make the varsity soccer team. Um, obviously, he just wasn't good enough. Your son ain't shit. Uh, but instead of, uh, yeah. in, instead of you know, telling your son to try to find something else to do, uh, you're obviously, you ain't Pele, Duke. Uh, uh, you, you're just not that dude. Um, the mother is now suing the high school for discrimination after her son didn't make the varsity soccer team and was kicked off the junior varsity soccer team. Sweetheart. Discrip dis oh, because he, what, discrimination? I didn't even go into the rules or the details of it. All I know is that, listen, listen, Ma, your son, he's not all that. He's not getting yeah, to the league. He's he just not that fucking good. If he was that good, he, they would have figured out a way to get him on the fucking team. He ain't shit. He's not good at soccer. Maybe he could try again the next year. It's simple. Like, yo, money told you you ain't that nice. So what you do, you work out all summer and you come back next year. That's how you build character, a participation trophy. Oh, get the fuck out of here, man. Come back next year and be better. 
that's how you build human beings. You're suing because of discrimination. Nah, he ain't shit. <laughs> this son ain't shit, and you mad about it. Well, why, why are you mad at Word. us? Why you want to? You think the court is gonna take kindly to this shit? Yo, you, you, your son, he's not good at kicking the fucking ball. He's not good at juggling and passing and all that. Dismiss yeah, this fucking case, him. mate. Money, money, not getting on the team. You can't sue him onto the team. Imagine how he feels. Now he got to go to school and all his friends that are actually good at soccer, they're going to look at him. You're just bringing more attention to your son who obviously ain't shit. Word. Yo, a real parent would say, yo, you're not, you're not good enough now. But maybe next year, if you work harder and you work, you'll make the team. That's parenting. This other shit is some weak sucker shit. You're supposed to be off the team because you're not good enough. That's like you, rap. You acting and shit. You can't read a line. And, you're, and, and you sue the motherfucking uh, movie company. <laughs> you can't. Like, yo, learn to read, dumbass. Word. All right, CIM Rapport Stereo Podcast, Boombastic Podcasting. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Uh, my name is uh, the Gringo Mandingo. Uh, uh, you have any closing statements, Moody? Yes, one, one last thing. Uh, a cheating married woman called an Uber to go to the telly oh. with her side piece. And when the Uber came, it was her husband. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I finished with that. <laughs> Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something funky. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. If you haven't subscribed, rated us. Subscribe, rate us. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the best in the business. Hard-hitting, smash-mouth podcasting from the mouths, from the brains, from the minds of the Disco 2. I'm out. Word up. Peace.